Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We're talking to Todd and Rob about having a global worldview uh, in regards to uh, working with and having relationships with folks from other parts of the country, other parts of the nations, uh, other religions. And uh, if you want to hear the show in its entirety, uh, you can go to our Facebook SoundCloud or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio or you can go to furtherstoministries.org click on the mic and you can hear this show in its entirety commercial free thanks to our sponsors LNN Credit Union and Brightstar or you can hear any of our past shows we're coming up on our 100th show later on this fall depending on when you hear this so uh, we any show you want to go back and hear you can listen to it in its entirety. So, guys, I, I am just absolutely fascinated by other people from around the world, whether it be a Muslim or, or a Hindu. They, they seem to be more bold, more courageous, talking about their gods and, and, and uh, their faith than many times we as Christians. I, I, you know, Todd, what you said, the, the guy who mentioned in the first segment, when, he, when you were over in, uh, I, I don't even know what country you were in. North Africa. North Africa. And he says... Muhammad is greater than Jesus, you know? And I'm like, wow, that's bold. Uh, you guys are, God's using you to be bold for the Lord Jesus Christ. But we, as many times in our culture, are timid, quiet. You guys, talk about that. And how do, how do we overcome that? I think, <clears throat> I think one of the things that we need to, uh, to realize is that we all struggle Perhaps we all struggle with boldness in some capacity. You know, we read Acts, and they prayed for boldness. Okay. Well, you don't pray for boldness if you feel like you already got boldness. Mm-hmm. We, I think we have to have a hunger to be bold. And certainly we need to ask God to give us that boldness. And the, the Spirit of God uh, gives us that boldness. Uh, but when those uh, disciples in Acts prayed that, just very few verses later, you, they are speaking very boldly in the name of Jesus. And so I think it starts with a hunger. We want to be bold, and I think we shouldn't, uh, you know, put ourselves in a box. Some of us might think, you know, that's not my personality. That's not the way God's wired me. Well, maybe you're wrong, and I would say you are wrong because, again, God's spirit is a spirit of boldness, of power, and so uh, we need to 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 chase after that and ask God to give us that power. Well, um, I, as you mentioned that, I was immediately thought of what Paul told Timothy, because uh, I think Timothy struggled with boldness, and he said, you know, Timothy, you've been not given a spirit of timidity of being shy and introverted. Mm-hmm. You have been given a, a spirit of, of power and, and of love and of a sound mind. And so that is the challenge for all of us. Well, I was, I was going to add to that, and, and that's what I was thinking of when Todd brought that verse up. When, when they were praying in that upper room, they were scared to death. I mean, Jesus had just <laughs> yes. been crucified. They figured they're next. They're hiding, and they're praying. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them, that's when the boldness came. And in, in my book, if we're not bold, we're, we're not allowing that spirit to be in us because the spirit gives us boldness. And, and it's part of our boldness. In Acts 5, 32, it's one of my favorite verses because I'm not this guy. I know there's controversy and people say, oh, you speak in tongues, you got the spirit. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that because I don't think the tongues is a gift for everyone. But in Acts 5, 32, it says that he gives the spirit to those to obey him. And obedience is sharing the gospel, the good news. He didn't give it just so we can keep it. We can get to go to heaven. We're special children. He gave it so we can share it with everyone else as well. Mm. But that boldness should just be a natural part of who we are if that spirit is in us. And when I talk to others, especially a Hindu or a Muslim, I'm very bold 
Because if I'm not, they're thinking my religion means nothing. You know, it, I think they're so bold in it because it's just so such a fabric of their culture and who they are and what they do every day. Here, we kind of suppress it. We put it in church on Sunday, on Sunday mornings, and we say, oh, it's a personal thing. It's a personal relationship. It is a personal relationship. We should have a personal relationship. But I think God wants us to go further with that and make it who we are. It should be part of our fabric. When somebody meets us, not just by our deeds, but our words, both should correlate. And, you know, we love God. And we love our neighbor. And those two things should be seen very readily and very apparently. I, I'm, 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 I'm really amazed at how you guys, especially in the break, you were talking about how you know, the, the Muslim community and the, the Hindu community are so, I mean, they're just almost aggressive, at, you know, very proactive at talking about God. That's, uh, that, to me, is fascinating. You know, I, I love when I have someone that's bold because I believe truth will win, truth will reign. And so my job is just to keep speaking truth. And if we're the holders of that truth, I need to keep pronouncing that truth. And what I have found is that it's not just truth, but prayer. God will call them. Everybody we've had that's, that's come to Christ out of a Hindu, a Sikh faith, every one of them has had Jesus come to them in a vision or a dream and say, come to me, come be baptized with me, come follow me. And that happens over there because amazing things happen that you never see here in America. But it's a spiritual thing, and it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of time. And that boldness, just like with the apostles, was through their prayer, that boldness came upon them. Rob, have you seen a, uh, a, a person who's really bold with you? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of almost, you know, maybe even attacking your faith. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them come to Christ? I have. And, and those guys are the guys that are, they're so anxious, just like Paul. He was, he was a Jew and he wanted to kill all the Christians because he thought they were so wrong. Those are the guys who are going to be the most bold about their faith in Christ. <laughs> and so why hold back from that guy? You know, and, and, and we've got God. I mean, we have his truth and we have him inside of us through his spirit. And, and just like you were saying with, with Timothy, why, why should we be timid in any way? We have nothing to fear. We have no reason to be timid. And all we're doing is getting the devil foothold when we do. And, and there's no purpose in that. And when we don't know the answers, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but I'll, I'll get back with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But most of the questions are simple. Mm. You know, here, here's, if we got time, I'll share one thing that we usually use. And, and I'll, I'll talk to someone and I'll say, you know, most all religions are, are the same, right? And of course, everybody there will say, yeah, of course, all religions are the same because it's a multicultural area that we're in and there's a lot of different faiths. And so everybody tries to get along with that. And I'll say, yeah, God wants us to, uh, we want to appease our God and we want forgiveness. And then I'll explain how I appease my God. And then I'll ask him, explain to me how you appease your God. But then we get to the point of forgiveness. And I'll say, and, and I'll go through the plan of salvation and how Christ's death gives us forgiveness. And I'll say, how does your God give you that? And they rarely ever have an answer because there is no forgiveness. There is no forgiveness in the Hindu faith. There is no forgiveness in the Muslim faith. Actually, in the, in the uh, Quran, Jesus is mentioned 25 times, Muhammad only five. If you look at the Hindu scriptures, the old Hindu scriptures, the Vedic scriptures, Christ is pronounced there even by name, and it's always about him coming and dying and, and forgiveness is shed because of his blood, and that's the only way you can get forgiveness. And when you start sharing those things that are true that they don't really realize, that truth starts to open up their hearts 
because it's even in their old scriptures. Their old sacred texts. Their old sacred texts, exactly. And it talks about Jesus Christ specifically. And they don't have forgiveness. That's that's what they long for. They want peace, and peace only comes through forgiveness. Mm, that's that's good stuff. Todd, have you have you um, have you had some bold of you know Muslim folks uh, kind of you know really debate with you and come to faith in Christ? I've not seen any of those come to faith, but it's interesting though to not see yet. not yet. But it's interesting sometimes in those conversations to see someone who comes on very strong, very confident, and then the longer we talk, the more open they seem to become. So, so your job in that situation is to be a good listener, to ask good questions, and to, what Rob was saying, just keep communicating truth. Exactly. I think that we need to, often I will start by listening and asking questions. And then, you know, so in the beginning of the conversation, they're talking more and I'm listening more. And the, as the conversation moves along, I'm beginning to talk more and they're listening more. Mm. Sometimes we were so eager to say things that we just, uh, we, you know, people don't want to listen to us before we can even get started. And so I think if we will let people talk and open up a little bit, then we can get a better opportunity. I, I'm reminded of what Peter wrote in, um, I think it was First Peter, when he said, uh, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, which means that we wait many times until they ask the question, and then we just simply give the answer. But many times we want to give the answer before the question is asked. So, well, uh, you know, Rob, in your world, the challenges of ministering cu- cross-culturally, what are some of the challenges that you face um, in, in proclaiming Christ and, uh, you know, being an ambassador, being a missionary? Well, well there, there are plentiful challenges. <laughs> uh, and when you're talking directly about uh, witnessing, you know, if I go and I talk to someone and I, and I say, well, Jesus Christ, uh, if you accept him in your heart, you're baptized in him, you'll be born again. You say that to Hindu, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have a lot of rebirths because I'm going to be born again and again and again and again and again. So they understand that in a different way. Mm-hmm. And they may even say, yeah, I'm going to take Jesus. I'll take him because I'll take that God, but I'm going to keep all my other gods because I want to get blessings from all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an idol worship type of culture. So for them, they're worshiping this idol hoping that if they worship it correctly, they're going to get back blessing, meaning I'm going to get benefit from it. And in Christianity, we already have the benefit, that salvation that we get from Christ, but he calls us, we are not our own. He's bought us with the price. The price he paid was the death on the cross. And when he calls us to be his, we're to serve him. And that's, that's a foreign concept, even for American Christians sometimes. We don't want to say we serve anyone. And there, especially with the upper caste, they don't want to serve anyone because they're the upper caste. They're to be served. Wow. So, I'll tell you what, we have a caste system here. It's called a commercial break. So we have to, <laughs> we have to take a break. <laughs> and we're going to come back with a fourth and final segment. We're going to talk more about, so what do we do? What do we do? The people who are here, and we're not going around the world, but what can we do to assist guys like this, but also to reach out to folks and have a global worldview? We're going to have these guys' opinions on that. And we come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our fourth and final segment today with Todd and Rob. They are missionaries, one locally, one halfway around the world, and we're talking today about how to relate with and have relationships with folks of different faiths, of different nationalities, and a good starting base is to love them as we would love ourselves. You know, uh, Todd, I'm amazed at what you really started to do to the, these folks from Somalia. 
was really hospitality. Mm-hmm. Hospitality is huge in their culture. And so, you know, it's not unusual at all. In fact, I was visiting an Iraqi family. This has been a few months ago. And I'd helped them in some very tangible ways, uh, you know, just helping them around the house, doing some things, uh, serving them in the name of Jesus. But I'd gone to visit them on one occasion. And uh, while I was visiting with the husband in the living room, unbeknownst to me, the wife in the kitchen was preparing a meal for me to take back to my family. And this is a family, they didn't have you know, Tupperware or anything. So she was preparing this meal and gave me the pots and pans that she prepared it in to take it back to my family. And so I I was about to walk out the door. I had no idea. And and they stopped me at the door and said, okay, we need you to wait for a few more minutes while she finished getting the food ready. You, you, You were showing hospitality to them, helping them out, welcoming them into the country. And they almost... In a, in a way, I mean, they're just like they, they, the hospitality back to you is amazing. Yeah, and they're just they're just giving everything that they can. They're, you know, it's so important to them to do that. Rob, are you are you experiencing that quite a bit where you are? We we do definitely, and and they're uh, it's kind of an honor shame culture, and they want to honor you. They they're going to be your friend. They're going to invite you for dinner, which is a high honor. And I remember going over to uh, one family's that we had kind of a house church and they wanted to have us for dinner. Well, there they don't eat dinner until like 11 o'clock at night. And I was telling them that, you know, we're used to eating dinner around six (laughs) o'clock. And so they said, well, let's do it at nine o'clock. Let's compromise here. Yeah, let's compromise. It's like lunch to them. And, you know, you don't want to tell them no. And you're like, okay, great. And, and, And it's, you know, they're honoring you by having you over. Well, they just served us. Uh, we sat down and they served us, and, and I finally said, well, "Aren't you guys eating?" He says, "Too early for us to eat. We won't eat till eleven, but we wanted to serve you and just have you eat, which really wow. kind of felt uncomfortable. But they want to do that so badly because that shows that okay, we honor you. You're our friend. We care about you, and, and they want to translate that to you. And they're they're very loving, caring in, in those ways, and it's it's um, it's humbling." many times because I think of ourselves, you know, we're all kind of into ourselves and what we do and we're too busy and we might take somebody to a restaurant, but we're not going to sit there and serve them. And, and, and we learn a lot from that, mm. learn a lot from their culture. How, how do you guys, you know, Rob specifically, how do you and your family show hospitality? Because I, because I think it, in many ways it's a lost art in our country mm. and there's power in being hospitable. We, we've always been a family, even when we were here, that we had neighbors over, we had friends over, and we entertained a lot, and we enjoyed that. And so we just continued that there. And, and even here, when we lived, um, we lived in Lake Forest, and we just started inviting our neighbors when we moved in, and we waited a year, a buddy of mine and I, to, to have a Bible study because we just wanted to pray for everybody. But by the time we got to ask them, they couldn't turn us down because we were such good friends. And, and you know, that, that second year on the block, we started Bibles. We had six baptisms. So it's not anything new. It's just something we all can do anywhere we are. And we do the same thing in India. We invite them over. We become their friends. We, we do life with them. We honor them and our words and what we do. Um, and then we, and we share the good news. We share truth. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit about boldness because I thought of this. I had a friend that, that, that kept sh- building a relationship with a Muslim friend, and he did that for two years. Hmm. And then after two years, he started talking about Jesus and telling him about salvation. And the Muslim actually got mad at him because he said, you know, you're telling me that this is the only way to heaven, but you waited two years to tell me this? 
didn't you care more about me? Is he, and our, and this is what he's saying to you. He's challenging you? Not me, but this is telling a friend of mine. Okay. He said, okay. you waited two years to tell me this good news. I could have died and I wouldn't have gone to heaven because you're telling me about Jesus and I need Jesus. Hmm. And they expect us as Christians from the West to be Christians anyway. It's not like we're, you're not going to hide it from them. They expect you to be a Christian, but they expect you if, you, if that's your faith, then you should be bold because they're bold in their faith. And bold in a sense, it's just open and discussing it. That, um, where you're, you talk openly, freely about your faith and who Jesus is and what he means to you. Right. I see, I see the same kind of uh, scenario play out a lot. I have a lot of Christians who contact me and say, I have this neighbor or this friend or this coworker who's a Muslim, and I've spent time of cultivated relationship, but I don't know how to talk about Jesus with them. And so just last week I got an email saying that exact thing. And so some of, sometimes, you know, just to help people get started, one of the things we can do is, is ask, how can I pray for you? And uh, I've had very few Muslims tell me, you know, I don't want you to pray for me. And so... Uh, it's a very simple question. It, it's, I'm a follower of Jesus. I pray. Is there anything I can can pray for you? And sometimes they'll have something that comes up in, in some situation in life that they share. Sometimes they, they'll just say nothing specific, but you can just pray for them in general. When I visit a um, Muslim family and there's a new child, I always pray, ask for, if for their permission, and I pray for God's blessing over the new child. Never been told not to do that. Mm. And Todd, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that's really one of the main ways that we witness is we will ask them if we can pray, and then I'll bring that up. So how that how's that going? Because I'll have them on my list in my morning prayer time, and they're always really pleased that I bring it up. And then they start seeing that, okay, this Jesus answers prayer. This is a real God because he prayed for this. And they'll call me when something happens and say, hey, you've been praying about that. Guess what happened? This, this Jesus must be real. And And it means so much to them, and it helps them understand that, yes, if you pray to God, not that he's going to be this little vending machine you put your coins in, your prayer in, and he's going to give you what you want, but he can answer those prayers according to his will. And that's uh, probably the most significant thing that we've seen. And we've seen people come to Christ because the prayer is being answered, and they want that. That's... um I remember a former neighbor, and he he would not let me talk about Jesus. He did not want to, um, but when he went to the hospital and he was in a lot of pain, I said, uh, I said, Jonesy, could I pray with you, and that, that God would heal your pain? And he was like adamantly, yes, yes, please pray. Yeah. Um, that's uh, an easy segue or an easier segue that we can really um, influence others for the glory of Jesus. I, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming in, but I want to, how can people um, get involved in your ministries? What, what are some ways that our listeners can connect with you guys and, and maybe be a part of what you guys are doing? Yeah. Well, first and, and foremost, what we just talked about prayer is, is powerful. And it's so easy for us to overlook that, but I think, I assume Rob has a prayer list. Mm-hmm. I have a prayer distribution list where people can sign up and they'll receive an email to pray for certain things, you know, different things that come up along the way. So number one, pray for our ministries. Pray that God will give us continued boldness and insight and wisdom as we share the gospel and as we seek to get other people involved. Um, we have volunteer opportunities here locally in Louisville uh, with Muslims from a number of different nations, from Somalia, Iraq, Syria. Um, there's a there's a heavy desire for for people to learn English, and so we can do English classes, especially among women. Um, there's a desire for driving lessons 
which is an, <laughs> always an adventure. <laughs> I, I can tell you a lot of stories about the, some of the driving lessons that we've, that we've done. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so what's your email address, Todd? You can send to me at todd at endeavormen, E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-M-I-N dot org. Todd at endeavormen dot org. Is that right. right? That's right. Okay. There we go. And Rob. How can they connect with you? Well, first, let me give another plug for Todd, because I think that is something that is so needed. We have so many refugees. A million come in here a year from overseas. That's a huge amount of people. And it's easier to reach them when they come out of their culture and they're looking for help. And ministries like Todd can be so effective, especially today in the Muslim world, because ISIS people, a lot of Muslims are getting frustrated with with just the religion of Muslim. They, they, Islam has come and they've realized, hey, it's failed me. It's made me leave my country. They've tortured my, my family. These terrible things have happened, and they're looking for something different. And then when they come over here, we need to welcome them. We need to have open arms. And it's much easier for them to accept Christ when they come here because they're not going to have the cultural pressures. In my ministry, again, prayer is always key. You know, that's the first and foremost thing we always ask for and the first and foremost thing we do every day. And my prayer life there is so much greater than it even here when I'm on a furlough because it's just so necessary. You just feel that darkness and you need it. But uh, they could contact you guys. Uh, I'd rather not put my email here. Sure. So go, to, so, go to further, so go to furtherstillministries.org mm-hmm. and communicate and say, I would like to connect with Rob and we will connect, make that happen. Right. And we're always looking for help. What I mean by help is if someone's thinking, hey, I'd like to come over and serve for a while, be a part of our ministry, uh, prayer is always a key. Th- those are two main things that if people are being moved or God's speaking to them, we'd be happy to have uh, them join us in that. That's awesome. Guys, it's been a joy to have you. Thanks for coming in. I'm going to ask you both, would you pl- pray just real quickly uh, for our listeners? Father, we thank you for uh, the opportunity to be your children. We thank you for um, your presence in our lives, the difference that you make in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunities that you give us to make you known to others. And so we ask you to give us wisdom and boldness and you'd empower us to reveal you to others, that they would be drawn to you and they could receive the same kind of life change, Lord, that we have. Mm. And God, it's an honor to serve you. And Lord, it's just an honor to and a privilege to um, have Jesus die for us. May we never... Uh, Think less of what that means, Lord, and what it's given us. Thank you for the salvation that we have. Thank you for your spirit that guides us. And thank you for your love. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. So if you want to uh, help serve with Todd and Rob, just contact us here. You can go to fr- Facebook.com as well. and Just leave us a message there. We'll be happy to get you connected with these folks. So thank you for listening and pass this along to someone else who may find this interesting. And uh, we appreciate your prayer and your listening as well to Solid Steps Radio.